When my wife Anita and I first visited the Baseball Hall of Fame, I asked Tim Wiles, the director of research at the National Hall of Fame Library, if he could find the box score of a game played in 1948 on a Saturday afternoon between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Cincinnati Reds. I was convinced that it was the first game that I saw with my father. The problem with my memory of that first Pirates game, beyond recalling enough details to give Tim Wiles a chance to find the box score, was that what I remembered about the game seemed more wishful thinking than reality. In my memory, the game was played in the spring on a cloudless sunny afternoon, perfect for baseball. The Pirates, of course, won the game, and slugger Ralph Kiner, my baseball hero, hit not one but two home runs off Yule Blackwell, a mean, side-winding right-hander who had a reputation for intimidating batters. A few weeks later, an envelope arrived from Cooperstown with the box score inside for a game played on May 2, 1948, between the Pirates and the Reds. When I looked at the box score, I discovered, to my delight, that in the game, Ralph Kiner had hit two home runs off Yule Blackwell in his first two times at bat in a Pirates 6-4 victory. The pitch, and wow! It's another home run for Ralph Kiner, who's rated by many as the greatest slugger since Babe Ruth. In a relatively brief 10-year career shortened by a back ailment, Ralph Kiner hit 369 home runs, winning or sharing the National League home run title in each of his first seven seasons in Pittsburgh. He topped 50 home runs twice, with 51 in 1947 and 54 in 1949. His ratio of 7.1 home runs per 100 at-bats ranks among the highest of all time. The box score was a magical summons to go back to the day my father took me to my first Pirates game. In my mind's eye, I saw myself once again walking with my father toward Force Field with its towering white facade, its array of high arched entrances, and its green-painted steel girders holding the massive three-tiered concrete oval in place. And most amazing of all, I could hear the sounds of batting practice as I waited in line with my father to buy tickets for the game. But once we entered the ballpark, found our seats in the general admissions section along the first baseline, and looked out at the field, the box score tells me that my perfect childhood memory is wrong. The game that I so vividly remember being played on a gloriously sunny Saturday afternoon was actually played as part of a doubleheader on a gloomy, rainy Sunday. According to the box score, the reason that I have no memory of a doubleheader is that the second game was never played. Rain that fell throughout the first game prevented the nightcap. I clearly remember watching Kiner's soaring home runs off Blackwell, but in my memory of the home runs, there isn't a cloud in the sky or a drop of rain that afternoon to darken or dampen that memory. My wife Anita and I have reached an age where memory has become a major concern. While the occasional lapses in our short-term memory are frustrating, we worry more about losing our memories of a more distant past. For me, it's the memories of ball games played and watched. For Anita, it's her family gatherings, especially during holidays. In his Pulitzer Prize winning novel, A Death in the Family, James Agee wrote, How far we have come, so far, so much in between, you can never go home again. You can go home, it's good to go home, but you never really get home again in your life. For A.G., you can return physically to where you grew up, but you can never capture, never relive 
again, the emotions, both the joy and the sorrow, that you experienced growing up. Looking back on my first Pirates game, I think A.G. was wrong. That there are moments in our lives that are so emotionally powerful, so vital to what we've become, that we have a perfect memory of those moments. More than that, we can, with our imagination, reshape moments and turn a rainy day into a day filled with sunshine. We'll walk out to the bleachers, sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. We'll find we have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game. And it'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick that I have to brush them away from their faces. This past Easter brought back pure memories for Anita and me. I remembered an Easter Sunday miracle when the 1960 Pirates, trailing five to nothing to the Reds in the bottom of the ninth, won the game 6-5 on two dramatic home runs, one by West Frankfurt native Hal Smith on their way to a World Series championship. For Anita, Easter brought back memories of the priest blessing the Easter baskets when she was a child and her own children hunting for Easter eggs. I'm sure that the sun was shining on all of those Easter Sundays. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.